today on The Breakdown. We have something a little unusual, a little special for you guys. We have two guys, two, two people who a lot of you probably have never even heard of these players, although some of you definitely have seen them before, for sure. It's Will Salas and Felipe Weiss. And if you don't know who they are, well, Felipe Weiss is one of the richest men, if not the rich, one of the very richest men in the entire world. Will Salas is also quite wealthy. They're different, though. Felipe Weiss has been around a very long time. He's not a young man. Will Salas has just come into some money, well, all of his money recently, but he's, he's still quite young. And here's the special thing about this hand. They're forehanded in this cash game, and they're playing for all of the stakes. And when I say that, I mean Will Salas has his entire bankroll on the table. I don't mean his poker bankroll. I mean literally his entire bankroll. He ends up potentially gambling. It's in play. Let me say that. Everything he owns is potentially in play. This is crazy. This is not something you never, ever see, especially among rich people. But that comes into play right here, right now. And we're going to talk about it on the breakdown. Let me say this. Lives may be lost, people. Let's get to it right now with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Lev. Hey, you sure did hyperbolize that opening pretty hard. Lives are on the line, etc. I mean, like, sure, this is this is a unique situation. You don't see this yeah. very often. And uh, for those of you who haven't heard of this game, because I think this is kind of famous in like poker circles, underground poker circles. It's from, I think, 2011 is when this happened. Yeah. Uh, something like that, where they had this game that like they let, they let some cameras in, but it's not like officially recorded. We don't actually have all of the video. We just have the turn on. So um, we had to rely on poker news reporting for the rest of how they got to the, to the turn. But yeah, this is the highest stakes game of all time. We don't yeah. actually... I think the blinds are, they're really big. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, so Will Salas, as Jonathan mentioned, not as, not as uh, rich as his opponent, Felipe no, Weiss. Not even close. And recently came into his money. He's kind of like a Bryn Kenny type guy, right? Where he's like, ah, I, got a, I got a bunch of money now. Might as well put it all on black. Let's see what happens. You know? and, and like, that's why I it's mean, so intriguing. Even though these guys aren't pros, you know, they're not making the most professional decisions. And we have, we have some problems with some of the plays they make in this hand, to be honest. But you can't expect these rich guys who don't play poker all the time to, to like have perfect GTO ranges and stuff like that. So, I mean, and it's 2011. So, I mean, 2011, everyone was worse anyway. So we're going to be applying a 2020 mindset to that, which in some ways isn't fair. But when you look at the stakes involved in this game, they are so otherworldly. They're so, it's so different than anything we've literally, I've ever seen in my life, you know, and I, I read, you know, the, the professor, the banker and the suicide King, you know, um, which was, in theory, the biggest cash game that was going on. And maybe there are bigger games in Macau, but this is bigger than the Macau games, too, for sure. Like, n- I don't think there's literally ever been a game bigger than this. Uh, yeah, the stakes are absurd. They're absurd. And that's because it's in an alternate universe. Um, and it's, you know, where you can actually bet literal years of your life, which is an interesting concept, isn't it? But they let you do that here. I mean, well, they don't just let you do it. I mean, the time is currency in this world, you know? And so you have what, whatever time you have left in your life is what you can spend and receive from other people, you know? It's, it's, how, it's how bartering is done, you know? It's how transactions are made. And so literally, Will Salas is betting his life at times, or potentially, you know, if he, if he goes all in and gets called and he loses, he's going to die. I mean, yep. that's a big deal, right? 
Yeah. By the way, a little, little side note, everybody is 25 years old at all times. Uh, in this well, they, well, they look 25. I mean, right. Felipe Weiss is actually 85 years old. Well, he's been 25 for 85 years, I should say. So he's 110, really. But yeah. it's according to Felipe. Yeah, well, he's probably lying. He's probably been 25 for like 200 years. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's so rich. It's, this is the thing. This is the weird thing, too. Like for Will Salas, this is, um, you know, six, he's got 600 years, which is a lot. It's a huge yeah. amount to have. And yet he's dwarfed by Felipe Weiss's 10,000 years. And I think Felipe Weiss even has more in the bank. He just brought 10,000 years with him to gamble with. I mean, it's pretty nuts. It is. And I don't know if Will Salas has the best bankroll management. You know, he's buying into a one year, two year game when he's only got 600 years total. Like, I mean, it's, he's, it's, a, I mean, at least they're kind of deep. 300 blinds deep isn't too bad, but it's, it's, you should never ever play with your entire life in front of you. You know what I mean? You should, you want to have like 10% of your role at most at any point. So <laughs> Will should be in a much smaller game here for sure. You know, where like the buy-in is 30 years. Even that is questionable, honestly, when these are actual years of your life that you lose. But fine, you want to gamble. Like, come on, man. This is crazy. What are we doing? That's what I say. Yeah, what are we doing here? Um, so yeah, Will Salas. Oh, boy. Let's, let's get to the hand, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about what happens here. Who is this suggested by? Because this, this has been suggested actually by multiple yeah. people. Well, this was suggested by one person recently. I'm sorry if you suggested it a while ago. But this was suggested by Tim Williams. Uh, on Twitter. Okay. He, of course, in, didn't include a YouTube link, but it was not that hard to find. Uh, <laughs> no, it from, wasn't. A scene from In Time uh, to, to do a poker hand on. And we're going to see if these decisions make any sense. And as I said, we don't get to see what happens till the turn. So we have to kind of construct what happened before that. And that's what we're going to do here. Yep. But we, I mean, we spent a fair amount of time figuring out what happened and coming up with what we think is at least the most realistic way we could have gotten to the turn with the pot being what it is and the stacks being what they are. And the positions being what they are. Yes, and the positions being what they are. That's right. Because it was clear that uh, Will Salas, a.k.a. JT, was on the button or in position in some manner in this hand. Yeah. So he's going to open. Uh, it folds to him in this four-handed game. He's got 600 years in front of him in this one-two game. And uh, he opens eight of hearts, four of spades, which feels kind of loose, you know? Like, <laughs> I think I wouldn't be opening it in almost any game. Just like, why? You know, why? I guess if the blinds were insanely tight or insanely face up and it just didn't matter and we could open literally any two, fine. But I'm mostly just folding the crappy hands like this, even against the bad players personally. Like, there's so many, there's going to be so many opportunities, especially in a four-handed game, you know, where like one guy folded, we're already on the button. Here we are. Like, I would just... Personally, I would throw this away, especially when we're talking about I only have 600 years to gamble with and I die if I lose them all. <laughs> like, I'm not super interested in playing 8-4 off personally. I'd want it to at least be suited. Well, Will Salas is going to open it anyway. I mean, he's the guy who just yeah. came into this money and then bought into this game with all of the, the life he, he has. So I, I guess mean, that's the type of player he is. He's going to open a lot of hands on the button. We do. This is the Bryn Kenny example like you're talking about, the comparison, right? Where Bryn Kenny bought into that uh, that what was it? The million dollar tournament or whatever it was. And it was like for half of his bankroll, like it was yeah. kind of absurd. Now he won the tournament. So he won $20 million or something and it all worked out great, but horrible bankroll management. And it's probably going to catch up with Bryn Kenny at some point. And honestly, if it doesn't catch up with Will Salas to here, which it might, I don't want to spoil anything. It'll catch up with him somewhere down the line, probably. Right. Like you can't live like this, man. You, yeah. you can't eventually you're going to, you're going to go bust though. 
as we've mentioned before, Bryn Kenny actually bought a half a million dollar bottle of whiskey at the final table of that tournament. Like, how absurd is that? When I mean, mean, YOLO, motherfucker. (laughs) That's the answer, right? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I don't think I don't think Will is drinking at least during this hand, which is good. Uh, Yeah, you got to keep your head in this spot like this. All right. So the A4 is not going to work. He's going to open to 10, open kind of big, five exit here, just trying to take down the blinds, I guess. Three years, I know, it's just the blinds, but three years is three years, man. It's pretty good. Sure, it's fine. If you're going to open, opening the 10 is fine. I mean, eight is fine too, but 10 is fine. But Felipe Weiss, who's effectively a billionaire, is in the small blind, and he's got two queens. So it's not going to work out. He's got queen of clubs, queen of spades. Would you ever flat here? Um, I don't think I would almost ever flat here in the small blind... Uh, especially when I'm a freaking billionaire. And I probably am three betting people left and right, putting pressure on people all the time anyway. And people are going to assume I'm doing that even if I'm not, unless they know I'm super tight. I think I'd almost always, like 99 point something percent of the time be raising here. It seems, I'd have to believe that the big blind was going to squeeze a lot. Like a lot. Like a yeah. huge percentage, which just almost does, it just doesn't happen enough. I think it's just a really easy three bet that yeah. I would always do. Yeah, but at the, you know, 300 blinds deep, you don't want to get that all in pre-flop unless you know a lot about Salas and know that he's going to like go nuts all the time. Well, let's remember though, it is button versus small blind and we are a billionaire. We have 10,000 years just in front of us, let alone all the money we have, all the years we have somewhere else. It's not the end of the world if we lose, how, what is he, what, how, how deep is Salas? He's got 550 years, right? In front of him? 500, yeah, 550 years. He starts with. So like, I think we're probably just going with queens we're just like the we're the rich guy who's unbluffable when we've got a good hand you know like whatever now we don't we don't i mean ideally there may be some issues where like i mean more like we threw it if he if he suddenly shoves we're probably just gonna call like you know congrats if you got it like whatever yeah you know? yeah i mean three betting makes sense and that's what felipe does he makes it uh he makes it 40 from the small blind 40 years yeah so this sure. hand should be over will should just like right. take take his pony and go home or whatever they say in this universe and Get on your bicycle. Yeah. Tony G's at the table actually, but he's not in the hand. Um, of course, calling is not really an option here with eight, four off when the guy three bets to 40. I mean, you could, but that seems like a really big mistake. Maybe this guy has been three betting a lot. We don't see any other hands from this, from this game. So we don't know. Um, I assume that will has some sense of like Felipe being too loose in this spot. Cause will is going to four bet, which yeah. seems like not optimal, you know? I mean, the guy with all the chips in front of you, just three bet your button open. And you're just like, nah, uh, uh, I don't think so, buddy. I'm going to show you what's up. I felt that before, but I'd like to have a blocker or something. You know, I'd like to have like ace two suited at least or something. How like about that. even a king in your hand? You know, right. that's at least not as, not nearly as good as an ace, but it's sort of a blocker. Like we block some stuff there. Eight, four blocks, nothing. And that is problematic for it sure. Is. And by the way, it also doesn't flop very well. So we'd want to have at least six, seven suited if we're going to pick a hand that doesn't have a blocker to four bet, right? Like, I mean, really, we should probably just be calling with six, seven suited anyway when we're this deep in position. But like, if we're going to, if we're like, I'm four betting this guy no matter what, like we'd want to do it with a hand that has better post-flop potential than eight, four off. Like how often are we going to make a hand here? Like it's, it's going to be kind of miraculous. Well, plan A is for, for Felipe to fold pre-flop, obviously, right? Yes. And so Will's going to four bet to 120, 3Xing the 40. It's pretty reasonable sizing, right? I mean, he could go a little smaller, but it's fine. It's fine. 
And now, now if you're Felipe, you really don't want to like effectively move in with Queens, right? Against a guy who has to literally put his entire life on the line to call. That seems like a game theory disaster. Now, I will say this at this point, Felipe does not know that Will Salas doesn't have more years in the bank somewhere. So in his mind, potentially Will could call it off and it's not his life. It's just six, it's just 550 years, but Still, you have some game theory issues with moving in right now with Queens effectively, right? Where you have to really pick your opponents carefully. Otherwise, they're going to fold Jackson Ace King and never fold anything better, right? I mean, unless they know you're crazy, they're, they're going to call it those hands. But if you haven't shown a, a big proclivity to five bet bluff, I think you're just folding a hand like a hand worse than Queens. Right. And maybe you get the lucky situation of somebody folding Kings to you sometimes, like putting you on aces and folding Kings. But it's not worth that. Like I to, think, it, yeah, if, if we knew as uh, Felipe that Will actually, this was his entire life on the line, we might decide to try and put pressure on Kings. But maybe that's a bad idea anyway. Like, really, the big plan here with our Queens is just to turn him into two napkins and hope Kings folds. That seems like a bad plan with Queens. It's too good a hand to do that. Yeah, but you can't really fold, right, with these positions and no, everything. Absolutely not. It's a clear call and proceed as, you know, as the board demands, I think. Right. Right. So Felipe does call. That feels like the only option, right? Yeah. All right. So the pot is now 240 years. Things got serious in a hurry here in a one, two game. I mean, Will only has 430 back. Yeah. I mean, he's in trouble, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Well, the flop is a really good one for Felipe. It's not the worst for, for Will's eight, four off. Actually it's a queen of hearts, seven of clubs, five of spades. So of course, top set and the nuts for Felipe and Will does flop a gut shot. I mean, I'm going to say it's a pretty bad flop for Will. (laughs) Cool. He flops a gutter. A he's up against top set Two gutters. Don't come in very often, you know? Well, it's better than like a queen, queen deuce board. Well, queen, queen, deuce, maybe we can just never, we can get away from it a little easier. We may, we may talk ourselves into, we've got initiative and we've got equity. I'm continuing personally on this board. I don't know about you. I'm like, let's see if we can get this guy off ace king or jacks or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, mean, I have, if he, if called, I have, uh, I have equity because I can hit my gutter. It's going to encourage me to fire. All right. So Philippe does check. That seems like the, the thing to do, right? I, I mean, you have to check right here. And you kind of have to bet if you're Will, right? I mean, I guess you could check and try to hit a six, but that sounds crazy. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Like we're not, we have to bet. All right, we don't so have to bet very big. So, what kind of range do we put Felipe on? What do we expect him to be folding here when he's played it this way pre-flop? I mean, we're hoping he's got it in him to fold hands like tens and jacks, right? Yeah. Um, I assume he's folding ace king if we bet. I assume he's just going to throw that away. But tens and jacks are really what we're targeting. We don't, if he's got ace queen, we don't think we're going to fold that ace queen now or probably ever in this hand at this point based on stack of pot, right? It's like too late. Uh, but jacks, we should be able to get to fold some of the time anyway. We just four bet. I mean, I don't know. Are jacks really going to fold to one bet on the flop? I don't know, man. If, if we want jacks to fold, we have to size it up probably. Or we can bet small, but then we have kind of have to shove the turn. Like, what the hell? That's not good either, right? What if we get called? We're going to die. <laughs> this is why you don't put yourself in this spot. You don't put yourself yeah. in this bankroll management type of spot. Yeah. This right. is, you know, in some ways, this is an allegory to the people who play with their rent money a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. people who play with money, they absolutely cannot afford to lose. It's pretty similar, except Justin, uh, excuse me, Will Salas will actually die if... Uh, as soon as he runs out of time on his on his wrist, because that's how that's how it works. With that's of course how it works. Uh, yeah. So how do you want to size it? Queen okay. seven five rainbow. I would size it small. 
Um, I'm not trying to fold out. I mean, I think Jacks are probably going to fold, especially against the billionaire. Jacks are probably going to take this. They're going to be relatively unmoved, no matter how I size it, is my guess. Meaning, like, if they're folding, they're folding. If they're calling, they're calling. It probably doesn't matter too much. So I think we don't. Have, I think we can size it down. We should be able to bet a hundred years, no problem. And like, if he's got Ace King, he's going to fold. If he has Jacks, he might just fold. You know, like. He's losing to aces, he's losing to kings, he's losing to queens. He's losing to ace, queen. He might just throw it away. He might. And uh, I think Will's just like kind of overly concerned with making sure he gets the fold. So he, he bets a little bit bigger. And I, but I agree with your sizing take. Will goes for 180 into 240. It does seem unnecessarily big. I mean, if, the, if he was up against someone like himself, and maybe this is he can't get out of his own head, right? If he's up against someone else where the, the years really matter that may fold jacks out against someone who's like, Oh my God, I could die if I call here. Right. <laughs> but yeah. against, um, but against a billionaire, it's a terrible idea. It's a little like when we saw Viffer try and bluff Phil Ruffin, Phil Ruffin in uh, poker after dark that time. And Ruffin had like on an ACE King XX board, Ruffin had King three offsuit and just called the raise on the turn and called the hundred thousand dollar river bet without really thinking about it. Yeah. And, Biffer, all, like, and Biffer just had like nine goose off because yeah. Biffer's ridiculous. But I mean, whatever, that's supposed to work against everyone in the world, but the billionaire doesn't care. He's just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to call it. doesn't matter to me. You know, like who cares if I'm wrong? So, okay. Uh, How do you want to proceed? If you're Felipe, this is an interesting spot because once yeah. bets one eighty, he's got two fifty back. He only has 250 back and you have top set. Like, what do we know about this guy? I guess is the biggest question. If we know this guy's kind of a maniac pre-flop, I think it's just a flat and like hope he goes for it on the turn, right? I mean, it's interesting now because because he, he is so little behind. Oh my gosh. He had 430 and he bet how much? 180, right? Yeah. So yeah, two. I mean, geez. It's not crazy just to move in, but you're a little worried about him maybe making some superstar fold. If the only thing we're really afraid of happening here is um, like an ace coming and scaring pocket Kings though, right? Maybe a Jack could come and scare pocket Kings too, but there's not too much that should scare off the really good hands that would give us action. If we move in anyway, I think we want to try and capture action. Like if we move in ace Kings folding, but maybe if we check ace King will catch up or just move it or bluff the turn anyway, I think we're supposed to just call it sucks to be out of position it's not crazy just to move in here because the stack to pot is what it is. You just assume you're getting called a lot. We're going to be able to get it in no matter what, though. I mean, like if he checks back the turn, we can move it on the river and it is normal. Right. If he's got a good hand, he's going to call anyway. And if he, yeah. if he has ace king and missed, he's going to fold. And did we give ace king a chance to bluff or catch up this way? It seems like we should be calling to give specifically ace king, which we do not block a chance to catch up. And if he's got aces or kings, we're often going to get it in against him either way. Yeah. Right? Like bad cards for us to get it in are potentially aces. If, if he's got pocket Kings, another queen might kill some action. Maybe yeah. make it harder for us to get action. Maybe a Jack kills some action, maybe a 10 once in a while, but not too much. Those might even be good cards for us though, where he makes a set. So, and he may just feel obligated to call with aces or Kings anyway, even if a Jack or 10 comes. So I don't know though. He literally dies if he's wrong, but he, but we don't know that yet as, as Felipe. We find oh, that true. out a little bit later in the hand. Felipe is going to find out after he calls, he does yeah. call which I think is the right play. And he's also going to listen to this nitrogen ad. And then we're going to find out about, about mm. the whole life on the line thing. Uh, if you want to play poker where you don't actually have to put your life on the line, nitrogen sports is a good place to do that. 
If you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, you get access to our exclusive Poker Guys viewers and listeners only tournament that happens once every month, the end of the month on a Sunday. And it's a 1,000 buy-in guarantee. And they never get more than 180 players. So if you do a little math in your head there, you're going to learn that that's really good for you if you're playing the tournament. That means there's a huge overlay and you're basically guaranteed to be plus EV no matter how bad you are at poker. It doesn't matter how bad you are. And you're probably not very bad. You're listening to this podcast, right? You're probably pretty good. Yeah. Not only that, they have sports betting. They have when there's sports, when there will be sports again at some point, we hope in the near future. We'll see. Uh, casino games as well. The, they also have like lightning fast withdrawals. It's 90 minutes from the time you put in your withdrawal request to actually having the money in your Bitcoin wallet. That is days ahead of everybody else. It is way better than any other way you could do it. They rock, they roll, they are your soul. Nitrogen Sports Poker. They rock, they roll, they are your soul. Yeah, I'm, I'm testing that one out. That's a, that's a new one. Yeah, it's pretty right. good, right? That's yeah, not bad. Thanks. It's not bad. All right, so here's the situation. Wow. <laughs> The pot is 600 years, and uh, yeah. the, fl- the flop was Queen of Hearts, Seven of Clubs, Five of Spades. Will had four bet from the button with eight four off. Felipe had just called, and then flop top set, of course, and check called the 180-year bet. Now, the Jack of Clubs hits the turn. Mm. This is not a good card for Will. If he was like, maybe I can get him off Jacks on the turn, you know? Yeah. This is not a good card for that situation. Will should, Will should be checking back. I don't think Will should try to fire again on the turn now, especially we probably should have been checking back no matter what, but that Jack is just such a terrible card for us. This is uh, by the way, when, when the cameras actually caught up to the hand and we actually get this, we, yes. we, we got to see the hand now and we can see what's going on. We saw that Jack hit the turn and then we see a very strange action from Felipe. He, well, uh, well, it's important though. Felipe, before he takes this action, finds out that will only has that. What is it? 250 years left period not that he's not that he's taking this to gamble with that's all he's got and so if he loses that he's gonna die yep so that he finds that out and then he takes this action i think that's important what does that tell you about felipe as a person anyway what shouldn't you just check fold (laughs) just let the guy live i mean the the guy could fold if he wants right yeah the guy can the guy doesn't have to put any more years in there felipe's just scooping up the free years basically it's not crazy well felipe is gonna lead and yeah. do you think that has to do with him finding out about the whole bankroll management situation? It, it kind of seems like it does, right? Like, otherwise, it, you have to check here. But maybe you're like, oh, God, if this guy has aces, he might not want to put any more chips in this pot. Like, he may just be in check down mode at this point. And if I shove the river, he may actually fold even aces here because he's so, if this is all he's got. So maybe if I bet two tiny, two, tiny two streets in a row, maybe I can get it. Maybe I can get the money there. Maybe if I bet tiny, I commit him a little bit more emotionally to this pot and the stack to pot is even bigger. Just feels like he has to call with aces on the river if I move him in. I mean, I don't think I would make this play even knowing this information, but it's an interesting thing to bet tiny. And it's sort of like, maybe you don't have to lose your entire life and you can still get to showdown, you know? Yeah. I'm not, but I'm not going to give you the option now. Now that I know that you're probably going to be very motivated to check anything that isn't the nuts all the way down. And guess what? I have the nuts, so you can't. I can see why you might decide to like throw a little chum in the water. I guess that's fair. Well, he does. He bets 50 into 600. That's a, that is, that is very little. I mean, is, even, but it is time. I mean, that's what you can, I mean, if you, even if you bet a hundred, you're like really taking so much of this guy's life. 50 is 50 is cheap. Now the problem with 50 is we're giving everything in the world, a price to draw. 
Right. Will is actually the only guy who can have a lot of stuff here. Like Felipe yeah. called the four bat preflop out of position. So he doesn't have like hands like eight, four in his range. Like will does. Right. And eight, I mean, four is actually being given with implied odds, the right price to call here. I we, will say this. We're saying he doesn't have this in his range, but he has more, more years and more money than God. Okay. So, he, sh- he shouldn't have eight, four off in his, he in shouldn't, his. but like a hand like eight, four or eight, nine suited, if eight four seems impossible, eight nine suited should be impossible. But there are like guys like Bill Perkins will call four bets with eight nine suited. You know, at least he used yeah. to. I don't know if you. So we don't know about about Philippe enough to know if he can have eight nine suited here or not. We'd assume he doesn't have it, but it's not a guarantee. By the way, if if he's got eight nine suited, that's a real problem for us. I, I don't think we should take it too seriously. But when our life is on the line, we have to think about it a little bit. More. So you want to fold for fifty? No. With I have to call. I have to right. call for fifty. I just so, don't love it. Yeah, I mean, Felipe is targeting like aces and kings. He's not necessarily yeah. looking looking to get gut shots to call. He'd probably want to charge the gut shots to like the proper amount to make them barely want to fold, right? If he was going to do that. Yeah, he bet like 85 or something, yeah. 90. Um, yeah, he uh, he's assuming he's up against aces and kings and is just trying to squeeze them for everything he can, which is totally reasonable. Maybe he's trying to get a little bit of a click war also if Will was bluffing like, no, man, fuck you. I, I, you can't do that. I'm all in, you know? Yeah, like how strong is it going to be when I go all in for my life? Like you're going to have to fold your almost everything now, right? The problem is that's fine with yeah. Like, the, this is not almost everything. This is the other thing that is the nuts. Yeah, but Will has a gut shot, and like a gut shot or any sort of straight draw is kind of the perfect calling hand in this spot, give, being given this price, right? I mean, it's true. The price is good enough no matter what. It is. There is a second club that comes on the turn. Isn't amazing, but again, there shouldn't be too many club combos anyway in Philippe's range when he even when he just leads the turn, right? So it's probably fine. Is it Philippe or Felipe? We've been calling I don't know. Both. I don't know, man. I you called him Philippe. I was calling Felipe. I tried to switch over to what you were doing. It's I like Philippe. Philippe. But I think I like Philippe better. Yeah, Philippe makes more sense. We're gonna go with Philippe. Okay. All right. So Will is gonna call, makes sense, but he shouldn't be in this spot in the first place, right? Like he's got himself in this real bad spot. I mean, he's already ponied up more than half of his life. And he's got only a gut shot going to the river. I mean, what are we doing? What in the hell are we doing here? Like, I personally, because it's one thing that like, you're getting the mathematics. This is like Chip EV versus like ICM a little bit. Here. Like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, right? I mean, like, sure, the Chip EV says call, but like, that's 50 years of life, man. What's that worth? That's worth so much. And you can find ways to, you know, in those 50 years to make more years, to get more years so you can live forever, potentially. Um, you, I don't know, man. I would probably just, I, I wouldn't have taken this line at any point, but I would consider folding the turn anyway when it's 50, when I only have 200 back. I'd just be like, come on. I mean, I would, I would have a pretty tight pre-flop range. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, have for, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have opened. I wouldn't have four bet. I would have bet smaller on the flop. If I had bet smaller on the flop, though, and then he led 50 on the turn, I might feel obligated to call because I've got more. I've got another 80 years back or something, like an extra 80 years or something. Yeah, the implied odds are there. They're a little better. Anyway, anyway I don't know. The situation we're in is that Will calls. So we've got the uh, yeah. Queen of Hearts, Seven of Clubs, Five of Spades for the flop. Felipe has top set with set of queens. Turns the Jack of Clubs. Felipe leads. Will calls with his gut shot because he mathematically is obligated to. The pot is now 700. Oh, boy. And the river is the six of diamonds. So sick. So, so insane. Like, in a way, Philippe did this to himself, right? He, like, priced him in. It's 
in a way, but he's never thinking in a million years that Will's going to have it an eight, four off suit. Like that, that wouldn't be part, even if you're thinking he can have weird stuff, that wouldn't be part of the weird stuff. Right. Like, but you could think he has eight, nine, right. Eight, nine suit. is like the only thing. If you think he's got any game at all, you would assume he doesn't even have eight, nine. Cause it's, there's no blocker, but here's the thing. I don't think Philippe is, is sophisticated enough when it comes to poker to be able to think about ranges in this way anyway, because he says, I raise you two, two centuries when it's his turn just to act. There oh, yeah. has been no bet. Right. That's a classic newbie mistake. Yeah. It's like when Miss Finland was saying stuff like that against Ronnie Barta in the Shark Tank, you know, she would say stuff like that. And it, what it, a it, deal. If you're actually good at poker, you get to play against this super rich guy who thinks raise and better the same thing. And it's good, except that he, game. it's good. You just better play tight. Yeah. <laughs> play really tight and make sure, you know, you like just try and get to the river and have it a lot. You know, and then let the guy, you know, do whatever he wants to do. So you already kind of uh, told him, but Philippe is going to move in yeah. for 200. But is that the right move here on this card when we know it's his life on the line here? That is the really good question. Like, yeah. I mean, there's two questions. There's a question for each player because because Will's life is on the line. But let's start with Philippe. I think it's a mistake to put his entire life on the line. I think I think we'd expect aces would just feel obligated to fold. Kings would be obligated to fold. Jacks are maybe the one hand that absolutely have to call, but like Jacks, Jack, we're getting in with Jacks no matter what, like no matter how much we bet, we're getting in with Jacks. So it's a meaningless, so the bet amount doesn't matter. I think it's a huge mistake to bet 200 here. I think you should bet like 75. I disagree. I think, I don't think it's a huge mistake. I do think it's a huge mistake to bet 200, but I've been thinking about this. Okay. And I think in this exact situ- situation, we know this guy's got some gamble in him, right? Will? Well, you want him to bet like five years, don't you? No, Something I want him like to bet 195. I want Philippe. What? I want Philippe to bet one ninety five. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, can you can you wrap your mind around why? Because that way he can call and lose, and then he still has five years to like get his life together. Yeah, basically. yeah. And this guy's a gambler. He's gonna think like I've done it once before. I can do it again. Like I'll get it back. That's not bad. I would probably want to leave. That's an interesting thought. I haven't thought about that at all. I probably want to leave him a little more than five years. I might leave him like twenty years. 20 because five years I'd be a little worried about like what if shit goes really bad because remember you pay you pay with everything with your time so you actually don't have five years like you pay your light your electric bill with your time and you pay your food bill with your time so five years on your wrist is actually probably like two and a half years in real life or of, of okay real so time. so how about 185 then let's bet 185 that's got to give him enough wiggle room to think like this guy's just bought in for his entire life he's gonna he's gonna be a gambler and he's gonna think he can do it again it's interesting. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I to go from 200 years to, to 15 is pretty devastating. That said, this guy has put in a lot of time already into this pot, like a lot. I, wow. We don't have to, I mean, the nice thing about it, I was saying bet 75, we can get called way less of the time and have it work out. Of course, if, uh, if we bet 185. So that's really nice. You know, it's like two and a half times. You can get called two and a half times less and still have it be a break-even spot yeah. for you. So that's really cool. It's possible there isn't nearly that much difference if he's got aces between when he calls 185 and 75. Right. So that does make it pretty attractive. Yeah, I think I like that. I still worry that maybe we're still like taking a little too much away from him. Maybe we have to leave him a little bit more room. Are you being magnanimous or are you trying to get called? I'm trying to get a call. I'm trying okay. to get a call. 
I'm thinking like maybe it's 170. It still looks like we're, we're like trying to steal from him. And we're still putting all that same kind of like big pressure on him. But he, okay. he has a little more like it's okay if I'm wrong. The number is some, but the number's somewhere around there, right? It feels like yeah. that's like, I think that's, maybe it is conceptually that, that type of bet is probably a good bet. I wonder if that's something you could use a lot in these games where when you've got it and you know that, I guess, I don't know how often you know that the guy is gambling with his life. I don't think that's common. Like most people aren't yeah. going to be doing that. Like not, not, and not at this table, right? No. This is the, this is the highest buy-in table in the world. I'm yeah. sure. Um, yeah. So like all these guys are just rich and that's that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I think maybe, out. maybe Philippe didn't uh, navigate the situation as exploitatively as he could, you know, he's yeah. just trying to like do what he would have done against another rich guy. Right. Right, exactly. Against another rich guy, you clearly move in because yeah, they're just calling with aces, of course. Yeah, as they should, I think. Right, but instead, Philippe moves in, and now that puts Will in a spot because it's like if he calls and loses, he dies. So he doesn't have the nuts; he has the second nuts. How likely is it that Philippe would really have eight nine? Is that really that likely? Okay, it's not super likely for a number of reasons. Number one, he had to call out of position pre-flop with that hand. Eight, nine, a four bet. Yes. Now, here's some factors to why he might have done that. Number one, he's richer than Warren Buffett, right? So he can afford to just do stuff like that, like Bill Perkins used to do. Like, who cares? It also means he had to call a pretty, pretty big bet on the flop with just a gutter, which is not super amazing or likely either. The donk on the turn, though, is something you see guys do in these spots where he like picks up a better draw because he turns double gutter with that hand. Yeah. And, uh, and then he bets tiny to try and, you know, like get to the river cheap or something. Um, but it's not super likely, but there's got to be at least a chance that a guy like him or Phil Ruffin is just going to show up with eight, nine suited right, right now because they don't care. Like I call the flop with my gutter because I don't care because pot eyes don't mean anything to me and implied eyes don't mean anything to me. I say raise when I mean bet. That's how little I know about what's going on. You know, like yeah. it's not impossible that he's got us. Is what I'm saying. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. So, should we fold? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we can fold because it's it still is very very unlikely, right? But and we, the thing is this: we we should really take our time. Like we have time right now to think about if we want to call or not. I think we should tank like crazy just to make sure because this is everything. If we're wrong, it isn't like our bankroll. It's literally we're going to die right there at the table, and that'll be it. And we're giving up. To be clear, 200 years of life. <laughs> More life than anyone on the planet's ever had. <laughs> We're giving up in this spot. We should at least take 10 minutes and think about it, I think. Like, I would take the full 10 minutes, you know, and then be like, okay. I, the whole time, like, I'm probably slow rolling you and I'm sorry. I just have to make sure. Well, you know? instead of that, what happens is Will gives Philippe kind of like a smoldery, tough guy look. Yeah. Like, gives him a and, little speech, too. Yeah, what does he say? Okay, so Philippe, as he is, after he makes his bet, is sort of talking about uh, Darwinism and says this is just economic, oh, Dar- capitalism. capitalistic Darwinism or Darwinistic capitalism or something like that. And he just sort of looks at him and he's saying like, basically justifying how he's like potentially going to kill this guy. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> uh, and Will looks at him and says something like, I agree completely, you know, and says, uh, only the strong survive but I think your hand is weak. And then he calls. <laughs> now, why he says, I think your hand is weak, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. You, they don't, you'd only say that if you had a bluff catcher, right? We're right. not bluff catching. We've got the second nuts in a spot where it's, the nuts is very unlikely. So yep. 
it's super weird to give that speech at that time. And dumb, actually, because you're wasting time, which you would get to double through. You get that many more seconds doubled up, you know, if you call quicker. So I don't know why you wouldn't just call right away. But whatever, man. I mean, he wanted to be cool. I guess the whole thing, like you sit down with this bankroll, you play eight four like this. You're, you're, you're doing it so you can tell your story, story to your friends later. You're not doing it to maximize your EV or anything, right? Yeah, and uh, then... Then Philippe turns over his queens and will takes takes some time before turning over his eight four as that you can see on his wrist the time cl- like going thirty twenty nine twenty eight and there's a really funny comment on the YouTube video of this hand that we found where a guy wrote uh, his name is Daniel D to give him credit less than thirty seconds to live and he slow rolls the guy that's <laughs> <laughs> <was> pretty good <laughs> it is absolutely amazing I would be like I would just turn my hand over right away I'd be like. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was fun. Let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Obviously, that was about the poker scene from the movie In Time. Yeah. Um, so have you guys seen this movie? Because it's crazy. Like, it's such a bad movie. The, the, the concept is that, as Jonathan was saying, like, capitalism is tied to your life in that you get to age 25 and then you have, like, a certain amount of time that is displayed on your wrist and if it runs to zero, you die and you like work to gain extra time. And so some people are like paycheck to paycheck and some people have, you know, tens of thousands of years. And there's some, there's some sci-fi conceptual problems with that, Jonathan. I mean, it's a cool premise and done well. It could be awesome, but they do some really weird stuff. Like the, the, the most egregious thing, not that we should be doing a movie review, but let's take a moment. Yeah. Um, the most egregious thing is that the way you can give or take time from someone else is you just put your wrist up to theirs and like, and like move it slightly, <laughs> like just angle it slightly. And then you just get, so like while someone's sleeping, you can just steal their entire life from them. So if we think, if we play that out, if that was the way the technology was, the world would look really different, right? People would be very protected. There would have these incredible wrist protectors and guards at all times that would probably have intense locks around them. I assume when they were sleeping, they'd be like in coffins or, you know, not caught, but like armored beds that no one can get into. Like you can't fuck around with this stuff. So none of that's done. Of course, everyone just walks around with their wrists free and just go take everything. You know, <laughs> I sleep in front of anyone. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's not realistic, <laughs> but but the premise could be cool. The idea of paying a current time as currency is really cool and that you can build up more is neat. Like, I love that and could have been great, but it ends up just being a chase movie with shooting and the time thing is sort of, you know, something they play with a little bit. And that way they get to have, all the actors get to be hot and they still can claim they're really old. That's like, like his mother is Olivia Wilde because yeah. you know, <laughs> they're all 25. And <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's probably not the the worst poker scene in a movie ever, yeah. right? There's got to be worse ones like Maverick. Oh, I'm sure there are many, many, many worse ones than that, actually. Like, for sure. Like, what happened in this movie, in terms of the poker, is things that have actually happened on poker tables, not for the stakes, but, you know, in terms of the sizing and all that, probably this, this hand has played out in some, so pretty close to it in so, at times, you know? But it's probably has happened. Like, some of, the, some of the hands that we see on TV literally have never happened in the world, <laughs> in the history of the world you know, or anything close to it. Like the end of the James Bond movie has never happened in the history of the world. <laughs> all four guys having a monster, right? you know, and all four guys all in and whatever. And uh, Maverick's a great example too. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. The end of the Cincinnati kid I'm sure has happened, but is heartbreaking. I don't, I, didn't, I don't know that one. Steve McQueen, they're playing five card draw 
and he's he finally gets the, he finally gets to play up against uh, the big gambler guy who they, they've been like rivals this whole time. Steve McQueen is like the Will Sass. Will Sasso, Will Salas of where he doesn't, he doesn't always have like a big bankroll. The big gambler guy's got all the money. This is where you're not playing table stakes too. So you just keep, you can just like reach in your pocket, ask people for more money and bet it. It's really rough. They're playing five card draw and Steve McQueen ends up with a full house and he's got like two pair. And the other guy has um, like four diamonds and a four to a straight. Like it's like ace, two, three, four, all diamonds. And Steve McQueen picks up the full house on the river and that's, and that's the one card you can't see. The other four cards are exposed for everyone to see. So he knows he's got a full house. And he's like, boy, I show up. This guy made a straight or a flush. And he ended up getting it all in. And then the guy, he's like, do you have the straight flush? And the guy turns over the five of diamonds for the straight flush. And Steve McQueen is broken. And that's how the movie ends. Oh, okay. Cool. It's nice. It's one of the few gambling movies where the good guy doesn't end up rich when they make bad decisions, you know? Cool. Yeah. All right. Well. Maybe we'll do some more movies in the future, but there aren't that many poker scenes in movies. We've already done the James Bond one years ago. Yeah, years ago. There are some. We could probably do like four or five others, but like Doug Polk has done some. Like other people have done it too. Yeah. Someone has probably done this hand. For all I know, Doug Polk has done this hand. I don't really know. But I don't think so. Whatever. It's been all a right. while anyway. It's been years if anyone's done it. So. Well, we're going to make a video of it too, so. Yeah. Well, you, you can check that out. Okay, cool. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.